Are you tired of draining your ad spend budget and still not landing in front of your ideal clients? Did you know the amount of podcasts have more than tripled in the past three years? And podcast advertising is helping more people get in front of their ideal customers. Visit my website, beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com to schedule a quick chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. Have you struggled with self-confidence? Being over 50, I've had countless moments of self-doubt from questioning my career choices to going through a divorce and trying to navigate the dating world as a single mom. Sometimes it feels like the doubts just keep piling up, but I know I'm not alone in this struggle. I am your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to be sharing The Beautifully Confident Show, where we'll explore ways to grow our confidence inside and out. We'll hear from experts who have been through it all and learn practical tips for embracing our strengths and feeling more self-assured. I'm excited to embark on this journey of self-discovery and growth, and I hope you'll join me in overcoming our doubts and fears and become beautifully confident together. Hi, and welcome to the Beautifully Confident Show. I'm your host, Kelly Buckley, and I'm thrilled to have you here. On our show, we explore the powerful connection between beauty and confidence, and we hear from incredible experts who have overcome challenges and risen to become the beautifully confident women they are today. We know that confidence isn't always easy and that life can throw us curveballs that shake our sense of self, but by sharing our stories and the steps that we took to elevate ourselves, we hope to inspire and empower our listeners to embrace their own unique beauty and cultivate unshakable confidence. So sit back, relax, and get ready to feel beautifully confident. And I am so excited about my guest today. She is going to share with you what it means to her to be beautifully confident and what she is doing in the world to help women elevate their confidence and look in the mirror and feel like they are the most confident women alive. Hello, Lucy. Hello, Kelly. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your podcast and your show. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Let me share a little bit about Lucy and then you are going to hear from her, her story, what she is doing in the world, um, and of course, what it means to be beautifully confident to her. Lucy Barrett is a style coach, oh, I love fashion, whose career has evolved over more than 25 years. Lucy lives in the UK and has also had the privilege of living and working in Hong Kong and Japan. She helps women who want to open their wardrobe and see clothes that reflect who they are now, give them their inner confidence, and give them what they need for every aspect of their life. And that's not what they see at the moment. She helps women confidently connect the inside and outside by discovering their own unique style, their most flattering colors and styles, and aligning their clothes with them and their life. Oh my gosh, I think that's so important is that we want to look in the mirror and say, this is me and I look awesome. Ah, Thank you for being here. Thank you. So Lucy, tell us uh, in your words, a little bit about your story of how you got to where you are in life now. Well, I'm in my mid fifties now and I'm living in Cambridge in the UK. And there's been a lot of change and transition and physical moves and, you know, things along the way. 
But growing up, I wasn't really very confident in myself and particularly my appearance. And I was just kind of a little bit shy and unsure. And then in my around probably my mid to late 20s, I started to think about this a bit more and think, you know, where is this coming from? And why am I feeling this way? And I made this connection with, um, you know, being a little girl and being called names at school. Just Aww. oh, <laughs> I know, Aww. just in the playground and being called names about my appearance. And, and you know, my little young brain somewhere said, there's something wrong you're ugly, there's something wrong with you. And I kind of grew up thinking that. And then I think when I got into my 20s, I thought, well, you know, where did that come from? I must have, because no one else ever said that to me, you know, just those little, um, it wasn't something that other people said, but somewhere I kind of decided that. And then I thought, okay, if I created that somehow, then maybe I can change it. But I didn't know how to change it. I didn't. So recognizing it and being aware is like, you know, a great step, isn't it? It but absolutely what, is. And then I didn't know what to do with that realization or that awareness. And around the same time, I discovered styling. And I started um, learning about colors and styles. And I and then I started using what I was learning. And I just found it had a massive effect on my confidence, almost like, you know, what I was doing on the outside was affecting how I felt on the inside. And then I, although the one I, the consultants that I, I learned this through, they were looking for someone to train. And even though in my head I was like, I'm not this enough, I'm not that enough, but there was something stronger than that saying, no, train, train, train. Because I wanted to share this work because, you know, it's making such a difference to me. And I thought, well, there must be other people who could benefit and we all have to get dressed don't we Kelly we can't avoid generally in life it's not something we can avoid doing there are lots of things we can think oh I'm too scared to do that or you know I'll just avoid it but this one (laughs) honestly Lucy I have never thought of it that way and that is so true is we do all get dressed and it is a choice of how we dress ourselves to what we are conveying to ourselves And then the world, because of the confidence that we're showing from what we're wearing. Oh my gosh. Yes. We all, we all cannot avoid dressing. (laughs) Absolutely. And and it's not something we're generally taught either, is it? As we, as we grow through, go through our education or through our life, we kind of expected to know how to do it personally, professionally, but, and some people seem like they have this, you know, just natural style and they just know what they're doing. And others of us, kind of don't and we it's a bit hit and miss sometimes we get it right sometimes we don't but we don't know what has it be right and what has it be wrong and you know it's kind of a bit and there's so much choice there's so much that we can particularly now so much we can tap into how do we know what to do absolutely yes so so you started training um with with some some coaches and to help you along the way so so yeah. where did you go after that? Um, obviously, you had you know something in your in your mind that you thought this is this is something I want to do. So what was, yeah, your, was your next step? Well, the, well, I trained with this amazing lady called Jane Whitehead um, in Hong Kong, and then I worked with her for about a year and a half. I did like an apprenticeship training, so I just followed her everywhere, wherever she went, I went with her. <laughs> wow! And I did like an apprenticeship training, and then when she was when I'd worked with her for about two years, she left Hong Kong. So I thought, okay, I'll just carry on on my own. And I was a bit kind of, oh, I've never, I've never had a business, or you know, I'd worked in corporate for. 
And when I when I started my training, I found out I was pregnant. I was like, oh, just found a job I think I'm going to love and I'm pregnant. And I told Jane and she said, well, women have babies, Lucy. We'll just carry on. <laughs> and so it was something that I could fit in with my children. I ended up having three of them, could fit in with my children. And then moving countries, just starting up wherever I am. It's kind of been this constant in my life since 1997, really. Wow. Oh my gosh. A couple of things you said that I want to point out that I, I think is something that we don't acknowledge that this is not something we're taught as we go through school. And then we start our careers. And I think it's probably in, well, it is where we start to maybe lose our identity is we're not really sure how we should be showing up. So we just look at the other people around us. And maybe that fits for us and maybe it doesn't, which is, I think it's so important. What you're doing is to work with people's own personalities and as well as their profession to see, you know, what, how should you be showing up for yourself in the world? That's super important. Absolutely, And and that mix. And it's also, you know, like the rules are changing, aren't they all the time? Of, oh, yes. you know, like if you went into a corporate job, say in the 1980s or 90s, there was almost like a uniform that, you know, men wore a suit, shirt, tie, women wore a jacket with a dress, skirt, and some people were even radical and wore trousers. <laughs> As women, that was, do you remember? It was quite unusual, wasn't it, to see women in trousers in, in, in an office? And then through time, and obviously when we had the pandemic, and now it's all changed and we don't really know what... Um, and the dress codes have probably got a little bit more loose or a little bit, you know, less defined. And for some people that's liberating. They go, Oh, you know, I can do what I like and they're confident in what they're doing. And for other people, they go, well, out without any guidance, no one's given me any guidance. What, what do I do? I just worked with a young lady who finished university and she's, you know, she had all of her interviews on zoom. She got off a new job. And, and so she's never been to the office. Then she came to me saying, what do I wear for work? I don't know what to wear for work. I think it's important, though, that she even had the insight to ask that question and not say, well, this is what I have. This is how I'm going to show up. Um, Because I do, I think people discount that we have one to three seconds to make a first impression. Absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And so much of that is visual, isn't it? Yes. And... You know, it was recently I was having a conversation with someone about it is when you pick up a book, you know, you look at the cover of it to decide, oh, this looks like something I want to read. This looks like something I want to get involved in. So when we discount that people are not judging us by what we look like, mm, I think we're being a little crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, as you said earlier, like we're being judged by others, but we're also judging ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and then and that judgment that we're making on ourselves can build us up and make us walk into our life confidently, or it can make us the opposite and you know make us timid or crush us a little bit if we're not feeling comfortable, or this or we're doing something that's not really us. Yeah, you know we're dressing up, but but it's not really us, and the, it just doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! Well, thank you for that story and. Something I do, I I have personally found very interesting, and and you said it as well, is I think, so I'm in the U.S., and I think it's pretty neat, though, that I have guests that are 
all over the world. But I think that Europeans tend to move around between countries. I mean, honestly, people in the United States make it so monumental when we just move from state to state. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's funny when I hear, you know, you just like casually mention that. And I've had a couple other guests that have talked about moving from country to country. And I just think it's the coolest thing. And to do it with three kids. My goodness, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did it twice with three children. First time we were on our own and the second and third time was with three children. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Um, so do you have a story that you can share with us um, about a time that maybe your confidence was shaken and, you know, what you did to help move yourself past that? Well, I think it, it is, Kelly, that first time that we did move abroad because oh. um, back in 1994, that was, and my, I was, I got married or we got married in September, 1994. And in October, 1994, we moved to Hong Kong. So we were married like four weeks and we, we moved oh. to Hong Kong. I'd never been there before. And, you know, my husband's B came home one day and said, oh, I've been offered a, a year in Hong Kong. What do you think? And I said, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go and have an adventure. Like, no, no hesitation. <laughs> and then it all was a bit of a shock, the reality of it. And I think because we'd had leading up to that time, because we were getting married and we were leaving, we had, you know, parties for leaving work, parties for getting married. We had a, the wedding itself. We had a leaving party. There was all these parties, parties, parties. And all pe different people from areas of your life coming together. And then we moved to Hong Kong and we we landed on a Friday. On Monday, Andy went to work and I was in a hotel with a map. Oh, my. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'd never been there before. And so suddenly it was like new, new country, new climate, new culture, all of the structure of my life, you know, your family, your friends, work. That just wasn't there. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so that was a bit of a shock, even though I was really excited to go and I'd chosen to go. It wasn't like I was forced to go. But the reality was a bit of a shock. And we didn't have any, um, you know, all the communication channels that we have now. Like, look at us. You know, you're in America. I'm in the UK. Exactly. And we're talking in real time. We can see each other. We didn't have any of that then. Didn't even have a, a, We couldn't even afford phone calls. So it was a bit of a shock to, um, you know, be in that situation. So then I had to create something from that. And that was like, so I took a lot of deep breaths. <laughs> so, you know, would sit in the hotel go with my map and go, okay, I've got, I've got to go out today. I'm going to go to that area. I'm going to go to that part of the city and I'm going to explore and just see what happens. So I did a, I did a lot, I did a lot of that in the beginning. And then I, I quite quickly got a job because, you know, previously, working like being at university school university then working that gives you that monday to friday structure where you go there you've got things to do you've got people to meet so i i started there and i i got i was lucky i got a job quite quickly and then started meeting people on my own right and then gradually it all you know started to come together and then i got involved with um the the styling and training as a stylist having my children and so gradually it all came together and I just created this life that I absolutely loved. And when you look back, it seems like it's conscious and planned, doesn't it? Well, I did, it's like in steps. So I did that and then I did that and then I did that and then I did that. But at the time it was like, oh, you know, a yeah. bit of a 
bit of a, oh my God, what am I going to do next? So, okay, I'll do that first and then I'll do that and I'll do that. And, and then gradually it all came together. And and then we had, we had created this amazing life there. And then Andy got off the job in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, okay, let's pack up and go and do it again. But this time I was, I was able to do it much more consciously and say, okay, my job is to create a life that I love and I find fulfilling. And then that will spill out into my family and my children. And, you know, and that's what I did. And then we did it again. Oh my we- goodness. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I do want to point out for our listeners, the very first thing you said to, to get yourself past that, like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? What you said was you got yourself out. And I think that's so important is when we do find ourselves feeling in any situation, whether it's a big move or I just don't know what to do with myself, the first step is getting out. You're not going to find what you need by just sitting around dwelling in yourself. So Mm -hmm. I commend you for that is you got yourself out and you started to see what could be your next steps. So that your next move, you could consciously make that decision of now it's time for me to actually create what I want. Because there's no one to knock on the door. I mean, there's no one to knock and knock on the door and say, oh, I heard you're on your own. Would you like to come and do X, Y, Z? There's no one there because nobody knows that you're there. Exactly. Um, and that is, that's something I work with women on as well is, you know, what can we look at that? you know, has led you to this point and some of the steps that you can take to get past it, you know, if this is not exactly the life you want. So I think that's great of you pointing out that first step of just getting yourself out there. That's great. It's the little things, isn't it? Like, it seems like such a small thing to leave a hotel and go into the street. It it seems like such a small thing, but what's, what's a small thing to one person is a massive thing to somebody else. And I think, you know, we, we don't need to compare to anyone else it's like well what do I need to do what would be a, a thing I could do which someone else would think, well that's really insignificant but just going out into the city was like oh, oh <laughs> and then, I can imagine what an amazing place it is you know just but at the time you just don't know yeah and how much you would have missed if you said I'm just going to sit in this hotel room and wait for my husband to get back yeah exactly yeah and I and I got to know the city much better than he did because he was in the office all day oh <laughs> and then at the weekends I could say oh, we're gonna go here we're gonna go here we're gonna go here and you know and go, okay I'm gonna get on that boat I'm gonna get on that bus and That's just anything but lots of deep breaths <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> so we are gonna take a little breath and a break <laughs> um and we will be right back with some tips from Lucy of what she is doing to help style people and then what it means to her to be beautifully confident Are you fed up with feeling exhausted and drained? I was some years ago until I took action to reclaim my confidence. Are you ready to regain your self-assurance and dive into a fulfilling professional journey that you adore? It's time to embrace the perfect blend of self-care and effective time management. Book a strategy call with me on my Beautifully Confident podcast website, where we'll team up and design a seamless work-life action plan tailored just for you. Take a peek at my 12-week She Elevates Now program, where we delve into the depths and establish lasting habits that will transform your life. 
Let's partner up and make magic happen. And we are back. Oh my goodness, Lucy. So, huh. oh, I wonder how many people that would have shaken to say, hey, I'm moving to this different country, but you did it and you moved on and you have created this fabulous life. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Um, maybe some of the steps that you you work with your clients on and, and take them through to help them develop the, the look they want. So I, I work with women who, you know, want to be confident in themselves, but from the inside out. So I, I believe styling, I'm styling from the inside out. So I'm kind of, you know, working on the outside first quite often, but it's it's working, bringing out that person and who they are from the inside and um, using the tools of styling to do that. Um, and I think we're, we're constantly evolving and changing and we need our wardrobe to come along with us. You know, so so it's probably it's not something that's ever done, if you like. So oh, I've got it sorted now. I can relax and forget about that. There is that to a degree, but it will keep changing, evolving as we do. So really what I do, I think, is um, I have women take a little pause because I think sometimes when we feel our wardrobe isn't working or we've got lots of things, but we feel we've got nothing to wear, all those feelings that come up around our wardrobe, the first thing often people do is that I need to go shopping. You know, I need to shop. But to me, that's starting at the end. You know, that that's the end of the process if you start there, because what are you shopping for? What do you need? What gaps are you filling? You may not really be aware. So the first step is let's just take a pause and let's go right back and look at what works. So I'm really looking in four areas. The colours, what colours work for you and your colouring? Now, for me, I've got grey hair now, but my hair used to be dark brown. So I've, you know, even my colouring has changed. So some people dye their hair, some people, you know, go. It, it can change over time. So keeping up with what, what's working there and the colours. And then the styles, what works on your body? What it, What is your body like? What shapes? Do you have bits about your body that you, you know, you want to play up or distract attention away from or things like that and getting to know your body as it is now not how it was or how you'd like it to be you know just be really really real about what is my body and and how am I going to dress it so those I feel like, like the styling tools if you like the color and the styles and then the third thing we look at is what is your life like because what our life is like determines what we need you know, what we're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. It could be our work. It could be our family. You know, as as my children are in their 20s now, they don't go to the park with me or you know, they don't do it pretty much with me now. You know, and even as they age and each change, what work you're doing, where you live, the climate, all those things that come into your lifestyle. And often people's wardrobes are not in line with their lifestyle. So there's those two things. And then the fourth thing is, who are you? You know, who are you? What are your preferences? What do you like? What's your style? And we start to get curious and explore that. So then when we can put all, when we've kind of got that grounding, that's when we go into the wardrobe and have a look at what's really going on in there. And one thing I do is I get my clients to do me a stock take, a wardrobe inventory. Not many of them like it, but I do. <laughs> because we need to see what's really happening in there. And then we then we go in there, have a look at that, and then 
you know, what do you love? What do you not love? Because there's so much of a person in that space. Yeah. And then getting to know that person. And then if necessary, there might be a shopping stage after that. Okay. I love those. Oh my gosh. And Lucy, do you work with people um, in person, virtually? How do you, how do you work your business typically? I do both. So in person or online, um, it's just slightly different, but still possible to do it. Yeah. Even, you know, to be in someone's wardrobe is possible online. Yeah. (laughs) That's a FaceTime. Here's me. Here's my stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And and obviously a lot of photographs and um, conversation and, and, it doesn't mean that you have to try everything on necessarily in, in and there's a lot of work that people do um, on their own. And then maybe the work they do with me is creating outfits, creating looks, maybe thinking of different ways that they can use a particular item, particularly if you've had a change. So, you know, if someone's gone from a corporate job to having their own business or they've been home with children and now they're going back to work, you know, then they may think, well, I don't have anything to wear for this new thing coming in but well maybe you do you just aren't looking at it in the way that would have it work for you so you know really trying to see what's already there maybe we need to alter some things maybe we need to add a few bits but really get a sense of what's going on in there okay um and this just sort of occurred to me um and i hope it's not putting you on the spot too much are there any any pieces that you would recommend as classic pieces that everyone should have in their closet? Ooh, well, I guess you, I, it depends on the person, doesn't it? Because I think um, I think we all need a bit of a range of, you know, a great, pairs, a great pair of jeans, trousers, dresses, but knowing what they are for you. So, um and what's the amazing thing, Kelly, is you can you could put four people in the same dress, let's say, and say, you go away and come back in two hours, and they would all come back looking different hmm. because of what they've done with their accessories and their hair. So yes, I think I think there is an element of um classic pieces. Um, but they might be so some someone might not like jeans or they might not like dresses. So I think it's creating that formula for that person in particular rather than dictating it, if you like. Hmm. I love that. So everybody's classic might be a little bit different. Yeah. And and one person's classic might be someone else's dramatic or creative. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and someone, someone's dramatic might be, oh, that's quite classic to me. It depends who they are yeah. and how they, you know, how they would interpret, interpret things. And then, you know, that's the outside. But then we've also got this, all the mind stuff going on as well. Like, like for me, you know, how does that person think of this? What do they see when they look in the mirror? What do they tell themselves? What conversations do they have with themselves about themselves? And all of that, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and Lucy, tell us what you have, where um, people can find you. And um, I know you have some things to offer, which I think are so fun. So can you talk to us about all of those things, where they can find you and some things that you have to offer? Yeah, so I have my website, which is um, lucybarrettstylecoach.co.uk. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, I also have a community that I'm starting up. So if people want to join my mailing list and we can start a community and get regular you know, information from me about styling. And it'll be a variety of things. It could be 
styling it could be mind stuff you know it'll be it'll be a variety and people can contact me if they want to have a quick chat I'm, I'm quite happy to have a chat with people to see where they're at particularly in their um you know in their journey with their wardrobe so there's lots of different ways that people get in touch with me awesome and if you are driving and you miss that, um, it is in the show notes so that you can grab all of Lucy's information and connect with her. So you can start to see maybe what is classic for you and design that wardrobe just for you. Thank you so much, Lucy. And of course, our fabulous last question of what does it mean to be beautifully confident to you, Lucy? Ooh, it's quite a hard question, isn't it? Uh, you know, I've had a lot of a lot of different answers. Yeah. Well, for me, I think it's um it comes from the I know I work with in styling, which people think of the outside, but I really do think it comes from the inside. And that spills out into how you hold your body, what you think about yourself, how you move, you know, whether you make eye contact with people. And um I think it's connecting the inside and the outside, who you are on the inside and expressing that on the outside. And, and what comes with that might be acceptance. It could be appreciation, appreciating your body, what your body does for you, what different parts of your body does for you. You may have bits, you thought, well, I don't like this, I don't like that. But if you have a different angle of, well, you know, what what does that do for me? What does that allow me to do? Because we are with this body forever. You know, this is our home. <laughs> we can't we can't get away from it so I think it's really exploring and appreciating and being curious and getting to know yourself and then expressing that on the outside oh I love that thank you and yes I do I do think we can we can dress ourselves to look you know to feel like I just got this most expensive outfit and still look in the mirror and feel like mm. absolutely and I think a lot of it's trusting yourself as well like you know when we do go shopping, particularly if it's in the shop where, you know, are we looking for advice from others because we don't really know what works for us. But the more you know and the more you're confident in what you're looking for and what you want, it then becomes a conversation rather than, a, well, I better do that because, you know, that that person put that together in the shop. So therefore it must work. That kind of thing. I like that. I and. Definitely trusting ourselves. If you look in the mirror and you honestly, you're like, Meh, then maybe that's not the outfit for you. Maybe it's not the top. Maybe it's not the pants for you. Well, maybe it's, it's not the outfit today because yes. we can we can change, can't we? We can feel great in something on Monday and then on Thursday we don't fancy that. Yes. And exactly. it's not. And then we say it must be something to do with me, but maybe it's just that you know we don't eat the same thing for lunch every day. Sometimes we, you know, we want, we want different things. So that's what it is with our clothes as well. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Lucy. Do you have any, any, anything last minute that you had on your heart that you thought I didn't share this and I really want to share this? I just think it's this um, realizing that if you've accumulated clothes over time and it might've taken a long time, don't expect that you will have all of that sorted out in a short period of time, like a weekend or a day. If it took you time to accumulate it, it's going to take you time to go through it and assess and really see what's going on there for you and take your time. You know, just go slowly. There's no need to rush. 
and just really get to know if something works, why is it working? If something's not working, why is it not working? It's educating yourself, shopping in your wardrobe, if you like, but just take your time and don't feel it. Oh, in, in a weekend, I've got to get it all out and sort it all out because that's a lot. It's quite overwhelming for some people. So just take your time and get to know yourself in the process. Ah, that is an awesome tip because I do think that but so many of us do that. Oh my gosh, it's time to clean my closet out and it needs to be done in the next day. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of decisions to make in one go, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just take your time and, and you know, it take, took a while to accumulate. It will take time to sort it out. And, and it's an evolving thing. That is a great tip, Lucy. Thank you so much. I appreciate everything you shared today. Thank you very much, Kelly. It's been great. Absolutely. That is all for today's episode of the Beautifully Confident Show. Thank you so much for joining us as we explored that powerful connection between beauty and confidence. And if you are feeling like your confidence has been shaken, it's never too late to rise up and step into your most beautifully confident self. Be sure to check the show notes for more information on how you can connect with us and continue your journey towards self-love and empowerment. And until next time, stay beautifully confident. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Beautifully Confident Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and review and share this with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you in your beauty and confidence journey, visit my website at beautifullyconfidentpodcast.com.